0: On this week's episode, Ticketmaster upends the Taylor Swift tour, part one of our Black Friday deals, and some lasting memories at the end of The Walking Dead. All this and more as we reach our next stop, the PCC Multiverse. Don't be alarmed. multiverse this is gerald glasser from pop culture cosmos game source inside sports fantasy football and the lakers fast break we truly appreciate everyone out there this all of our great shows and if you can please give us that five star review wherever you get your podcasts plus if you can like share subscribe follow or do whatever it is that you can of course to go ahead and support us right here at the pop culture cosmos where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week. Right there for you each and every day. at Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook and, of course, wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, also, as well, the Lakers Fast Break covering the NBA and, of course, the Los Angeles Lakers, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Of course, the great folks at Vampires and Vitae. Plus, also, as well, Wizards and Wine with Wild Beyond the Witchlight. Catch both those awesome programs today and follow them. And also go ahead and subscribe to them at YouTube. Plus also as well, our good friend, Mr. Josh Peterson. Hopefully we we'll back on the weekend show. Hopefully go ahead and stop by then because he's going to be a busy man because he's got the holidays set out for his new store called The Happy Hoarder. So go ahead and support The Happy Hoarder today on Facebook. Plus also as well, popculturecosmos.com. And the fact that we have tons and tons of hours of tabletop RPG goodness, right there waiting in the archives of Pop Culture Cosmos in the video section. If you could support all of that, it is sincerely appreciated. But it wouldn't be a PCC multiverse without my good friend. She is the mastermind behind everything Black Friday. It's a good friend indeed. You got to go ahead and catch what she's doing today over at Vampires Invite, Wild Beyond a Witchlight. And of course, everything that she does for us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos, it is my good friend. It is Melinda Barkhouse-Ross. And Melinda, great to have you back wreaking havoc in the cosmos once again. Hey,
1: that's how I roll, man.
0: We're rolling. do <laughs> doo, Rolling. Yeah. doo doo, Yeah. A lot of that. I've actually me. been listening to a lot of Weird Al- Yankovic songs since I watched Weird just... Refreshing my memory at how the greatness of Weird Al Yankovic is.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: yes, White Nerdy is one of his better songs. And yeah, I just have a great fondness for a lot of his songs in his category. And in fact, many of the parodies that he made are actually better than the original songs <laughs> that he actually parodied. And I, I'm not ashamed to say that because I'm not the only one that thinks yeah. It.
1: Yeah, you know, I, it's uh, it has been said before. And of course, as soon as you watch the Weird Al movie, you're going to have to go and listen to Weird Al music. I think that those two things are two things that must happen in succession of each other.
0: Absolutely. It is available right now on Roku. And I will say Weird, the Al Yankovic story is a pretty good one. I was meaning to tell you last week because uh, we got circumvented by the state of pro wrestling, but wanted to tell you that it is a good watch. It's about 10 to 15 minutes, a little bit too long in the tooth on the back end, but the first half is absolutely brilliant and hilarious and funny and absolutely throughout. You do not need to take it seriously. It is not a serious biopic by any stretch of the imagination. It's a parody of a biopic and a parody of himself. Weird Al, there's a couple things, little, little grains of truth in some of what that's there, but Obviously, when he got a chance to go ahead and replace Pablo Escobar as a drug lord, that part is a little bit of a stretch. And then it turns out to be Madonna taking over. Yeah, that's a little bit of a stretch.
1: Yeah, that. well, I mean, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? But sure. um, also, I, I did learn that uh, when Daniel Radcliffe was on the set, uh, apparently a common thing that happens on movie sets is uh, the actor playing the role just gets called role. So Daniel Radcliffe was being called Weird Al. Uh so over the, you know, the comms, uh, you would hear uh weird to the set, weird to the set and Weird Al Yankovic was actually there. So they just started calling him Normal Al and Daniel Radcliffe became Weird Al and the real Weird Al, that's just confusing. Um <laughs> wasn't really sure uh, how he felt about that. He's like, I've built an entire career on being weird and now I'm being called normal on my own biopic.
0: (laughs) Well, what was funny though is seeing Harry Potter just like, not roid rage or anything like that, but just he massively bulked up for the role. It just was so funny to see Harry Potter just like buffing up like that. I just was, that I couldn't get over. Just the fact that, what if he had been that bulky? What if he had been that muscular? during the harry potter series he would have just just finished off everybody else Voldemort would have finished his his behind by the second movie yeah he, well i mean right from the very beginning he could have put his aunt and uncle in the
1: in the cabinet under the stairs and then yeah called yeah. it a day absolutely Hello, Auntie. Out, you know, right in
0: front of Voldemort as he's standing over him yeah yeah <laughs> i got you bud got you got you yep all the way <laughs> but that's just my thoughts but yeah the that was movie.
1: the best daniel ratcliffe impression i've ever seen that was amazing yeah,
0: there you go absolutely but yeah it was, <laughs> it was actually very good i thought it was a very good movie i just thought it was a little bit long on the back end but if you can again be having a sense of humor as you go into it and a sense of humor as you go out of it it is definitely worth the watch i think it's a great start to roku's I guess a movie making career as far as that's concerned, because this is one of their first live action movie offerings. So I'm hoping that they'll continue that process. But yes, what a way to start off with Weird, the Al Yankovic story. But we've got a great show for you on tap today. We'll talk about the latest news when it comes to Ticketmaster and the fiasco that's currently going on in regards to Taylor Swift. We'll also talk some of the surprising and not so surprising things about the Grammy nominations. Also want to talk about Andor, episode eleven. Very interesting things are happening as it sets itself up for the season finale of one of the best things that have ever been produced in the Star Wars universe. Want to go ahead and say that right now, but we'll talk about that on the show. Also want to talk about some of our Black Friday deals we're targeting. Get the pun there, target targeting. There you go.
1: We're going to I be looking you, at. I see
0: you. Yep, we're going to be looking at that later on in the show as far as our Black Friday Part 1 preview. Plus also as well, we cannot ignore the weekend's biggest video game release, Pokemon Violet and Scarlet. we got to give some love to Pokemon, and we'll tell you why on the back end of the show as well. Plus, my good friend Daphne Matthew, she's here to share some final thoughts and memories of The Walking Dead. Although she'll probably be on for when the spin-offs come around and some of the other stuff that's coming around in the universe. The Rick Grimes series, which was once a movie, which is now going to be a series because not as many people watch The Walking Dead anymore. But she's going to be sharing her memories of The Walking Dead. That's coming up on the show as well. But first, my friend, the Swifties are incensed right now. It is not a good time to be a Taylor Swift fan. I know that my daughter was thinking about going to one of these shows that had been uh, extended because they gave 17 more dates and one of them was another date here in Las Vegas and everybody was excited as far as getting tickets for the tour but a little thing happened along the way to getting tickets for the Taylor Swift Eras tour and that is Ticketmaster itself could absolutely not handle the overload of Swifties and Taylor Swift fans purchasing tickets it actually overloaded the site earlier this week and got to the point where as of now everything's in limbo because well Ticketmaster has suspended all ticket buying on the Taylor Swift Eras Tour which has everybody in up and in an uproar I remember Ticketmaster back in the day my gosh back in the 80s that's how long Ticketmaster has been around Ticketmaster's been one of the premier sources of ticket buying. And at times the only way you could buy tickets for specific events. If this is going to continue to be the case, I think that, you know, it's been called a monopoly in the past. I think that Ticketmaster's days as the biggest entity in ticket buying, they may be numbered.
1: Yeah. And you know what? Long overdue, honestly, in in my opinion, because, you know, when you go ahead and you you pick up a ticket that, you know, on their website says $38 and then all of the Ticketmaster fees and uh, additional charges. An yeah, they they end up being over like $120. You're like, I thought the ticket said $38. Why am I paying over $100 for this ticket? And I'm in the nosebleeds. This is crazy. It's wild. But also, you know, now... I'm a little I'm kind of of two minds not just about Ticketmaster so the music industry never really recovered once things went digital um, you know when uh, the whole Napster, uh, like thing. Napster thing started and uh, Spotify and we know that Spotify doesn't really pay artists like very well per stream um, of their music and, and all of that kind of stuff well we know that there's a lot that uh, the music industry hasn't really managed to really figure out in the digital age, which is crazy to me. But also, you know, you look at the tours. Uh, sorry, I'm <laughs> the, my, the maritime in me is coming out. hang on a no second. Worries. The tours that people are going on and the the ticket prices, I think, are being Astronomic. raised astronomically, yes. But I think that it's it's being looked at as now like a major uh, revenue stream to help replace what we're missing from the sale of physical CDs and records and cassettes and, and stuff like that. Maybe I'm wrong. It's just something no, that I've no, been thinking I agree about with the you. last oh, couple man. of
0: days since the story broke. Um, now, I, I mean, mean, that's why, that's why she added 17 dates to her tour, making it 52 dates. That's why Harry Styles before he got sick was actually going to play within a short period of time, 15 dates, I believe at the Los Angeles forum, He's actually going to go ahead and finish off three that he missed due to illness later in January, but that's 15 dates at the forum. I think he also had another 15 or so, I think almost a month at the Madison Square Garden sold out. You're absolutely right. This is a way for them to go ahead and generate revenue that they're losing in digital streaming.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And because, I mean, you know, when you go to a concert and you go to buy a t-shirt or any merch or anything like that, you know, it's always a little bit pricey, but you know, that's just a little uh, bit.
0: I, let me give you an yeah. example. So my, my daughter and I went to Los Angeles the same time Harry Styles is playing at the forum. OK, and we went to go see K-pop band Itzy, which was right next door on the other side of SoFi Stadium. We got the forum SoFi Stadium that we went to YouTube theater that they have about seats, about four or five thousand. We saw Itzy, which is an up and coming K-pop band on their first U.S. tour. And she was so my daughter was so excited, absolutely. Of course, get the tickets, they're overpriced, yada yada yada. And then you go into, you know, waiting for merchandise or food. That was like an hour and a half wait. So we didn't decide to do that. So we left a little early, but you know, while they were doing their encore, first one line to go get a shirt, sure was fifty dollars and they're not even autographing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You absolutely. see this? That's yes. my face. Yeah. (laughs) That's the face I made then when I heard it was $50 and they're not even autographing it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for checking out the PCC, you know, the pop culture cosmos. We'll be back in one moment. For the latest news and information, analysis, and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers fast break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And I mean, we, we see Ticketmaster, the, the, well, okay, I'm just going to refer to it as the Ticketmaster effect because it's scalable pricing, I think is what they're calling it. So the more in demand an artist's concert is, the higher value they're putting on the tickets. So the more they're charging for them. So for example, Adele with her residency here in Las Vegas, a up, I think it was upper bowl ticket is $54,000
0: outstanding if you're For her one not so seat. outstanding if you're trying to buy it
1: one seat can you can you imagine
0: was it fifty-four thousand or fifty four hundred
1: no it was thousand I kid you not, because I was looking at it and I was like, "And it wasn't on a
0: secondhand site; it was just as far as uh, them and a resell. Yeah, it was.
1: It was a yeah. It was an article uh, that somebody had written about it, and uh, they were talking about, you know, uh, thank God these affordable Adele tickets have been released. It's only fifty-four thousand to sit in the nosebleeds now. Uh, It was, you know, I mean, the, the the article obviously was, you know, smacked of sarcasm, but it's just an example of this idea that. Okay. So the only way to fight back, I think is for us as fans of these artists is to just not go to their show. And that sucks that that's our only option in order to show like, this is not okay. This is not how we want to support you. I would love to see you in concert Adele, but 54,000. Do you know what kind of vehicle I can get for 54,000? And I don't have to Uber anymore. Do you know how much of a down payment that is on a house here in Vegas? It's crazy. I
0: can can also say that, you know, that's just outrageous. And the fact is the problem with a mass people, you know, not pulling out their wallet and not buying these seats is the fact that, you know, they are buying these seats, no matter what the price they're having to go ahead and see Taylor Swift. Once those tickets go back on sale, you know, it's going to be the sheer demand all over again. There's never no matter what she prices or excuse me, what whoever's in charge of that, what they price those seats here, whether it's here at Elysian Stadium here in Las Vegas or any of the other stadiums that's involved in this 52 date tour, you know that it's it's just something that's going to be eaten up. And then once they're all sold out the only way to if there's even more demand on it it's going to be resellers reselling it you know i know there's protections against that but it doesn't always work there's still you know ways to go ahead and get around that yeah it just to me right now it is just obscene for the you know, just the average joe the average swifty the average individual as far as that makes a, you know an average living or or even a little bit less it's just almost impossible to go and see their heroes live in these type of forums.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, do you remember the day where we used to really enjoy the connection that Taylor had with her fans when she would go and she would, like, go to their house and drop off Christmas presents for them? Do you remember Mm -hmm. watching any videos like that with her?
0: I've seen that, and she's she's really done a good job of that in the past. Yes, absolutely. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So I... I mean, she's been awfully quiet. At least I haven't heard any statement released by Taylor Swift. There has or been that, no.
0: Several news outlets have tried to get in statement. And fortunately there's not been, which is also making it sad because, you know, I don't want to go ahead and criticize her too much because she has done such an outstanding job. Her album recently came out in all uh, 10 slots. The first time in history that, uh, you know, I, I believe a female artist has garnered the top 10 spots in the Billboard Hot 100, you know, when she released her album and, and, That was great for her. Congratulations to her. But I would have loved to have seen her say something in regards to this fiasco just to assure fans that she actually does care and that she actually does want people to go ahead and see her concerts and not just the people who can pay the highest price, but everyone that is able to go ahead and get an opportunity to. I mean, I appreciate the fact that she opened up 17 more slots for stadiums to go ahead and fill up. That's another 50 to 60 to 70,000 people that may be able to see her, but you still got to make it affordable and you still got to go ahead and make it accessible. And being on this almost, I can't say monopoly, but almost like monopoly that you and I have been known about, or you and I know about for years in Ticketmaster. that's got to end. It's just, it's got to be like more like a, a well-structured, better structured format where people can buy a ticket from a, different part of the ticket buying universe than just one place because you see the ill effects of that when somebody really popular like taylor swift announces a tour
1: yeah absolutely and uh with her her latest album too i mean you know everything that i've read uh because i honestly i haven't sat down to listen to the album because I don't have time to sit down, but no, that's you okay. Know, you can tell me the, the real truth.
0: Robbie actually has taken it yeah. from you and is now playing <laughs> yeah. it somewhere in the corner in the other in another room. That's okay. You right. can tell me the truth.
1: Okay, well, I mean, well, we'll talk. A- we know he's a Swifty. He is a swifty and you know, we'll we'll go into further detail on that after the show tonight because okay. I, you know, I, I don't know how much of his love for Taylor Swift he wants plastered on the internet, but I, I know, <laughs> I know, but. Like that album of Taylor Swift's sold one point over 1.5 million in the first month. And it shocked. And it was just in the United States. That doesn't count North America. That's not global sales.
0: That's and that's just actually a large States. number now in this modern era. That's something yeah. that used to happen quite a bit in the eighties, nineties and and early two thousands before, like you said, Napster. But since the age of digital streaming, that doesn't usually happen anymore.
1: Exactly. And uh, so you have all of this compounded into now uh, this tour and Ticketmaster just saying, sorry, um, we just don't have tickets for the regular sale. So if you were able to get and afford them in the pre-sale, thumbs up to you, kid. Uh, but if you didn't, too bad. And they had to have you like in order to get the tickets too. you had to pre-register. Um, and, you know, a, a selection of those people were sent a code. And the code is what you need it to be able to get to be part of the presale that didn't go as planned. And they I think they oversold that. Um, Yeah, there's just a a lot of questions around how all of this went down. And it's under the microscope. It's so hard right now because Taylor Swift fans are wild. They uh, they fight for Taylor. They get into arguments on the internet with other artists, fans, <laughs> on her behalf, whether she likes it or not. Swifties are one group of people you do not want to mess with. And mark my words, it'll be the Swifties that change Ticketmaster. It's going to happen. And I'm still waiting going for towards... Weird Al
0: doing a parody of one of her songs. Or has he? I don't remember if he has. But... I
1: don't know if he has or not. I wonder if yeah. that's because she wouldn't give him permission. I wonder.
0: That has to be the first thing. He doesn't like... He could if he wanted to because it's a parody, but he doesn't like to do it without the permission from the artist because after the Coolio fiasco, you know, he likes to make sure, doubly sure, triply sure that he's getting the permission from the actual artists themselves. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But anyway, yeah. The Swifties are going to change Ticketmaster and we will have Taylor Swift fans to think for it. So,
0: And the government is going to probably get involved most likely here in the United States. So I know that's going to be something that a lot of people are looking forward to as far as changes within the ticket buying industry, which I hope will happen because it's long overdue. But right f- now, for right now, there's a lot of problems going on with buying a ticket for the current upcoming Taylor Swift Eras tour. If you have any thoughts on the Taylor Swift Ticketmaster fiasco, please share us your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. But before we hit the break, my friend wanted to go ahead. Speaking of music, a little bit more of a musical tone, and shout out to one of our good friends, Alternative Twist Radio, who has asked us every now and then to touch a little bit more into the music scene, as far as that's concerned. So, wanted to go ahead and make sure we let them know. We always, when we can, try to give some love to our good friends in the music industry, especially with your background in the music industry. So, got to make sure we give some some love for that. But the Grammy nominations were announced this past week, and I think the best news coming out of it is that Beyonce at the dinner table now with her and her husband, of course, the world-famous Jay-Z, you know, she's sold, like, what, umpteen million records, and, yeah. you know, tremendous actress, and tremendous artist, and, you know, of course, one of the most beloved music figures of all time, but let's just say that she wasn't so keen on being you know, behind her husband in Grammy nominations. Well, nine nominations, she sort of eradicated that, so no problem. They both now have 88 Grammy nominations, so now she can go, aha, 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 aha! at the dinner table. Of course, that means just an outstanding career for both of them, so congratulations to her. and Again, well-deserved if you heard her latest album and all the songs on it. But Harry Styles, who we talked about a little bit, you know, he has had a great year, a tremendous year on the music scene. Let's not talk about the movie scene. <laughs> I,
2: did,
0: I did see Don't Worry Darling, and I'll just leave it at that. But, I, you know, on the music scene, there's no doubt he's had a tremendous amount of success. And, of course, as it was, is his greatest hit, several weeks at number one. And that's also been nominated. A lot of other great names have been there as far as Lizzo, who's also having a fantastic year. Any thoughts on the Grammy nominations before we head to the break?
1: Oh my goodness. Well, I think it will be wild for Beyonce to not walk away with multiple awards this year. And honestly, well deserved, I I might add. Oh gosh. Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't trying to make that sound like I was just like surrendering my my guests. No, no, but I was teasing as far
0: as the, uh, the dinner table stuff. But yeah, I have a feeling when you've got a Grammy nominated artist with 88 nominations and the other one had 80, what, 79 nominations. I think you're good.
1: I think yeah. Good. I think they're probably okay. But as far as and I hang on a second. I can't remember if it was songwriter. No, song of the year. I will be shocked, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm gonna say shocked uh, if it's not Sarah Davis with ABCDEFU. That song was everywhere for a very long time. We just weren't able to get away from it. And, uh, so I'm, I'm eyeballing that one for song of the year, which to me, um, is, uh, one of the, the bigger, uh, categories that I always watch out for. Um, I would love to see Alizzo about damn time, take that as well. So either two of those songs in that category, I'd be wonderfully happy with take home the Grammy for those. So, um, those are, that's, that's probably the category I watch for the most, but after that, I would love to see Doja, uh, Cat take home a Grammy or two this year. I think that would be great. And of course, we're going to have Adele, I would imagine, uh, grace the stage to, to take home another Grammy.
0: And there is a little bit of K-pop, which has also dominated the scene the past couple of mm-hmm. years. BDS is on pop's best pop solo performance. I think that they'll probably be very high up there as far as included in that mix. The name that pops out to me is something, even with all these modern names, of course, the Adele's, the Beyonce's, the Taylor Swift's. The Lizzo's, the Kendrick Lamar's, Harry Styles, all these great names. The name that pops up to me that kind of made me go, okay, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Well, I stopped. I can't believe she's still making some good hits that people are enjoying, that the Grammys are enjoying, is Bonnie Raitt. Tell me a little bit more about Bonnie Raitt and the success that she's doing right now with her latest song that got nominated for the Grammys.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Bonnie Wright uh, is uh, one of those artists who has been part of. Um, I'm gonna, I'm just, I'm gonna call it the fabric of the music scene for for such a long time. Uh, she's a she's a huge presence and and part of a lot of projects that a lot of people don't even realize she's part of. Just
0: like that, is killing it for so that's what got nominated. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And
1: um, also, uh, best pop duo group performance. If it's not Sam Smith and Kim Petras for Unholy, I will be shocked. Yeah, that
0: actually reached as far as number one for, I think, a week or two weeks. And that uh, has been actually right now just hitting the pop radio scene right now. It's been a big favorite, I know, of what's going on recently. So I know that's a lot of people are liking that. I think that uh, a lot of people are also (laughs) fascinated by the best pop vocal album nominees, because you have Lizzo, you have Harry Styles, Coldplay, which is one of my all-time favorite bands, but I know they have no chance against those heavyweights. Adele. What about the return of ABBA?
1: I was just going to say, you know, uh, so ABBA, I mean, they're nominated in a whole bunch of different categories, but one of them is the best pop duo group performance. Mm -hmm. And, uh, as How much as I would love, surprised you
0: that they're I, well, returning? I, I, and I the am, return and I'm so much loved.
1: Yeah, I'm. I am surprised, and I'm not surprised at the same time. And I think that the Grammys are going to have a very hard time uh, getting through an entire broadcast and not feeling that bit of nostalgia uh, and having ABBA uh, on the Grammy stage. I, I will be very surprised if they don't take home at least one award during the evening's broadcast.
0: If there's one surprise, I think in the Best Dance electronic recording, I know Beyoncé's "Break My Soul" is there. That's going to be a heavy favorite. But I would not say to forget. Or I say, don't underestimate David Guetta and BB REXA with "I'm Good." That song has also been one of those long-lasting hits that's been out there for a little while now. So please don't forget that. As far as if you're in the in the betting scene think uh what we're seeing right now as far as what is a great mix a great mix of of new of modern of staples that have been around for a decade or so but also some of the old timers like abba and and bonnie Raitt. that's been great danny elfman has also <laughs> been nominated to tell you how different this set of nominations have been I know my friend actually got a chance to see him on his Halloween performance doing all the stuff that, you know, he is so well known for doing from his days with Oingo Boingo to obviously the many soundtracks that he's been a part of as far as that's concerned. So looking forward to seeing if he has a chance in his nominated category. But overall, I think it's been a good eclectic mix of new, of current, and the past honoring all three of these stages of these music careers
1: yeah i agree and uh, brian adams is even listed in one of the and he wasn't cutting like a knife no and he wasn't and it's also not the summer of 69 so wait is that brian adams or is that somebody yeah, else that's, uh, yeah.
0: it was the yeah. summer of yep yeah, yeah absolutely
1: <laughs> oh, right i mean come on and the only reason um, i know
0: that is because that's the summer when i was born but
1: Oh, but I mean, like what a, I think that the Grammys, you know, just at at first glance here, it does look like you're right. It is a, it is a very eclectic list this year. Could shape up to even be an entertaining broadcast to go ahead and watch if they're going to have this much of a mix of new and we'll call it classic talent coming back.
0: But it is the Grammy nominations. If you have any thoughts or any expected winners, Taylor Swift, of course, Harry Styles, of course, Beyonce scoring some big nominations and congratulations to all of them and wishing them all the best of success at the Grammys. But if you have any thoughts on the Grammy nominations, ABBA, Bonnie Raitt, Brian Adams, Danny Elfman, Coldplay, who knows who's going to win. But if you have any thoughts on who's going to win the Grammys, please let us know your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com you're listening to the pop culture cosmos and we're back with the show it's gerald glassman coming right back at you here at the pop culture cosmos thank you so much for watching and listening it is the walking dead its series the main series comes to a close with this week's show wanted to go ahead and remember the show and probably the best way we can with a returning guest She has been a fantabulous part of what we've been doing here in our coverage of The Walking Dead. And no one knows The Walking Dead any better than her. It is someone who's been a major force behind many of the groups on Facebook in regards to The Walking Dead, like The Walking Dead fan base. Go ahead, if you're a big fan of The Walking Dead and what you would want to see in the future, all the spinoffs and other things that are coming up in the not-too-distant future for The Walking Dead, go ahead and check out The Walking Dead fan base today on Facebook. But it is Daphne Matthew. Daphne, great to have you here. I wanted to go ahead and just ask you, I'm not asking you for a synopsis or anything like that. Nothing like we usually went through on stuff like that. But I will just ask you one question and you can answer as much as you want on it. I just want to hear some memories and some fondness of The Walking Dead for you before we head this series on out.
2: Wow. (sighs) Wow. Memories of this show. I mean, as you can see, if you look behind me, I have a wall for The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. What has it been like the last eleven years? It's been a roller coaster. I mean, I have never seen a show, even when it went through its, uh, I'll say, um, where it went through its down downslide um after you know they killed off a couple of major characters like Glenn and Abraham and then they killed off Carl and then Rick left um where it actually recovered I think the last this last season has been amazing and I think that Um, there will not be any disappointment with the finale. I think they are covering all the bases. I think they're tying in what's happening leading up to the finale is going to tie in a lot with the spinoffs that are coming. Um, my memories of The Walking Dead, I guess, you know, it hit everybody like a train wreck. I mean, nobody who actually saw the first season thought, even the actors, um, they didn't think that it was going to go anywhere. I mean, who would imagine that a show about zombies, basically mostly about zombies, would last this long? Nobody actually believed it would go on this long. I mean, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of talk. I mean, even in Facebook about, oh, they thought the show was going to go 20 seasons. It had always been a plan that this show was going to end after 12 seasons. And unfortunately with COVID, they lost a year and a half. So they combined the last two seasons to end it this year. What I'm getting from all this is that even though it's ending, it's just beginning. I mean, if you looked at, I'll say, let's say the last three episodes, it's going back to the beginning. Everything that you see happening now, even in um Sunday's episode, is a callback to something that's happened in previous seasons. I mean, we saw Lydia get bit. We saw Judith get shot. This is closing the loop on the show. I mean, I think it was a very appropriate title, Family, because... That's how it's gonna end. There's gonna be major deaths in the finale. People are going to die that we don't want to see die. And, but it's all leading to something bigger. It's all leading to these spinoffs. You have to think about it. I mean, Daryl's getting a spinoff. What what would make Daryl leave at this point in time? What would cause Daryl to actually leave the main group? It has to be somebody close to him dying. It has to be somebody major that's going to die. Um, I'm not going to give my thoughts on it, but there are going to be a lot of sad memories. And I think this is going to be a two and a half, a two hour and change episode to close everything up. We have gotten callbacks. They actually counted Seventeen references in this last episode to past episodes. All of this is leading up to something big. I mean, when if you read the comics, you know that Rick died in the comics. Um, he was killed by Sebastian, but they already they got rid of Sebastian pretty early um, in the final episode. So. He's not a factor anymore. Hornsby, Carol killed Tim. So this thing with uh, Pamela Martin and her shooting Judith is going to play out something really big for this show. I think really right now there's so much going on in my head about this show. I mean, it's been like I said a roller coaster for me and a lot of people, a lot of the groups, you know, a lot of people are sad because the show is ending. The show is not ending. It's just that this chapter of The Walking Dead is now closing. They have to move on. We I mean, they have went through all the material that they could that that they had and actually I mean People got really offended and upset when they delved away from some of the source material. I mean, they changed things, um, whether it was by choice or they were forced to do it. So, I mean, I'm sad the show is ending. I'm very sad the show is ending, but I think it's ending at the right time before, you know, they run out of things and they start diluting it. And I think it's the appropriate time to end it and to move on. I mean, there is so much other stories to tell. I mean, they still haven't resolved the thing with Rick. What happened to him? Nobody knows. So I think, you know, they need to build, it's the appropriate time now to build on a six episode Rick and Michonne series. So I guess that's gonna be the substitute for the movies. We'll see. We have the Maggie and Negan um series coming out, which actually at first when I thought about it, I didn't I didn't understand why they were doing it, but now looking at season eleven, I can see why they're doing it because I do believe that There's going to be something that happens that forces Negan and Maggie to join forces and put aside their differences. We've seen it. I mean, Negan nearly sacrificed himself to save everybody. I think that, you know, even though this chapter is closing, there's still a lot more out there to tell. And I'm sure that the showrunners and... The cast who is getting these spin-offs, will not disappoint. I don't think there's going to be much disappointment in what is coming next. I think it's going to be different, but yet the same. I think we're going to see some characters from the main show appear sometime. I'm just really looking forward and very scared to see what's going to happen in the finale. So that's where I'm going to leave it right now.
0: Once again, it's Daphne Matthew. you got to go ahead and check out what she's doing today at several Walking Dead Facebook groups, including the Walking Dead fan base, where she's a major part of that. Go ahead and interact with other Walking Dead fans today at Facebook, at the Walking Dead fan base. And Daphne, it's been great talking to you over the course of years and our conversations on The Walking Dead. I have a feeling because of the downturn in audience, you'll never see a Walking Dead movie at the box office. I think because of the fact that the audience, as far as the population watching on a weekly basis, made such a downturn after the Negan, killing off several major characters and obviously Rick leaving as well. The Rick series became a series because of what happened with the lack of popularity over the course of years of this series. But no one can ever deny at one time this was something that was an event series each and every week. 4 AMC, over 15 million people each week were tuning in at one time to this show. Nobody will ever deny its place in history. Why have you stuck around this long for The Walking Dead?
2: Oh, I mean, outside of all the changes, I've been a fan since day one. And real fans don't quit. I mean, we all... Even in the groups, we debate about it. We argue about it. We laugh about it. We cry about it. But at the end of the day, it's still an amazing show. A lot of people left because they didn't like what they were seeing happening. They wanted it to be exactly like the comics. And you can never do that. It With any show, you can never take something word for word for word and put it on the screen because it's, it's just not, it's just not capable. I mean, people, people, I mean, even actors, they, they have to adapt. I mean, they, a lot of actors, they wanted to leave for whatever their reasons was their stories ended. I mean, there's only so much you can do. And I'm surprised it lasted this long. I mean, 12 years is a long time. I mean, I probably would have said season eight should have ended it, but they still had a lot more story to tell. I mean, so, I mean, I stuck around because, as I said, I'm a real fan of the show. If you love it, you love it. If you don't, you don't. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of chatter. It's very fortunate that there have been no leaks about the finale. I mean... You, you you could go on AMC Plus and see the next episode in advance, but you can't do it for this one. You can't do it. There's not too many boiler sites around, so there's nothing on the airwaves and Facebook that I've seen that is giving a definitive spoiler about what's going to happen in the finale. So I'm glad for that because there's been too many times where they spoiled somebody's departure, example, call. It was known months in advance that he was leaving the show. Um, When Rick left, it was known, I mean, it was known right away that he was leaving. So I'm looking forward to the surprises. Whether I like it or not, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to watch it to the end. Um, I'll watch the spinoffs. We'll still be talking about The Walking Dead because the universe is still alive on Facebook. So, you know, we're going to carry on. Once again, it's Daphne
0: Matthew. you got to go ahead and check out what she's doing on those Facebook groups today, starting with the Walking Dead fan base. That's the Walking Dead fan base. Go ahead and follow the group today on Facebook. You'll be glad you did. Well, Daphne, you've been tremendous as always. We will always have conversations down the road, I'm sure, on the Walking Dead, because as you said, spinoffs, what's going on with Rick and that series coming up, Daryl Dixon, Negan spinoff, a lot more spinoffs, I'm sure, are on the way the walking dead universe is never going to end for everybody out there that's a big fan and that's a good thing for all of us right here at the pop culture cosmos if you're in the las vegas and henderson areas and are looking to buy sell or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles there's no better place to go than retro city games from xbox to playstation nintendo to atari And we're about to close out the show's the PC Multiverse. Want to thank once again Daphne Matthew from one of the great Facebook groups, the Walking Dead fan base that's out there. Go ahead and follow it today on Facebook. Because again, the Walking Dead universe, even though the series, the main series, is done, it will rise again like a zombie in another form, in another way, in another fashion. You know that's coming around the corner real soon. But Melinda, before we head on out. Got a couple things we want to talk about before we get to the Black Friday deals. Yes, I want to go ahead and talk to you a little bit about Andor, episode eleven, okay. which has Cassie and Andor escaping the prison and actually surviving the brutal escape. Unsure about which way to go, as far as to help the rebellion or just go away and flee on his own. It's it's really compelling to where we're seeing it, and of course the Empire from the Empire side. To see them starting to lay some pressure on the rebellion itself. They're understanding what the rebellion is and is starting to lay a little bit of pressure on it. Your thoughts on Andor? Is it something you're eventually going to go ahead and check out? Because I know I've given you on more than one occasion my thoughts on this series as really being something special in the Star Wars universe.
1: It is one of those shows that I, I'm gonna work my way around to, but it's it's also one of those shows that I wanna make sure that I have the time to be distraction-free while I watch it because you've given it such rave reviews. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to be doing something else and just happen to have it on in the background. I don't want that to be how I take in the show. And oh, right now- Robbie
0: Ross is listening to Taylor Swift songs? <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, sure. <laughs>
1: or trying to log on to Ticketmaster to get a ticket. It is absolutely on my list of, uh, of things that I need to take in. And uh, as I said, it's just something that- I want to make sure um, that I have the time and uh, the ability to really focus on it because I want to be able to take it in. I really liked the the Rogue One story and and everything that it's set up. It's just going to be sitting down and and finding that time to really dedicate to watching it.
0: Well, when you do, it is definitely mm-hmm. worth the watch. I mean, it, the different feel, the gritty feel that it has, the more adult feel that it has, the outstanding performance from. None other than Andy Serkis, who I think Mm -hmm. gives an Emmy winning performance, not nominated performance. I don't think he'll be, I'm hoping he'll be nominated. I don't think he'll win, but it is an Emmy winning performance. It's the best live action Andy Serkis performance I've ever seen. Of course, when you're going against his claw character in the Marvel universe, that isn't saying much, but I'm talking about even against Gollum and against his other great voices that he's made over the course of his voice acting career. But Definitely his best by far live action performance playing a key role in the prison break for Cassian Andor and I think that is something that you've got to go ahead and catch. Stellan Skarsgard has been outstanding as the guy behind or trying to pull the strings behind the rebellion and trying to gather all this up and making the sacrifices that need to be made for the larger cause that unfortunately need to be made with the cost of very many lives but it shows that that Luthien, in order to go ahead and defeat the empire is about he's really ready and willing to go as low as possible in order to go ahead and defeat the empire one day down the road he's willing to play the long game and see where it goes even if he knows himself and he's already admitted on the show that he probably won't be around to see it
1: you know on youtube you see a scene here you see a scene there did you mm-hmm. see this and did you see this he thing is
0: captivating especially yeah. him and forrest whitaker seeing those two giants oh, in, in the industry act yeah. together it, it's it's really good it's really good
1: yeah and forrest whitaker is one of those actors that you know if he's attached to a project you're probably gonna like it Like he doesn't really have a whole lot of misses so
0: yeah, yeah. Well, i'll tell you what it's a great adventure hopefully people enjoy it and the season ending which I'm hoping you'll get a season two. I believe it will. Episode 11. Let us know your thoughts. If you like the series so far, Popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Before we head on out, my friend, I wanted to go ahead and mention to you, get your switch together because the latest super mega hit is on its way this weekend. And that's Pokemon, Scarlet and Violet. And you know, a lot of people are snickering right now, laughing right now. But if I told you that Pokemon sword and shield on the switch, has already sold over 24 million copies combined. Diamond and Pearl on the DS was 17 million. The Red, Blue, and Green on the Game Boy was 31 million. Gold and Silver on the Game Boy Color was 23 million. This is a major property for Nintendo. And with Scarlet and Violet, if it does anywhere near those numbers, or even if it does half those numbers, it's going to be one of the biggest hits of 2022. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I'm just googling right now to see if there are any uh, Nintendo
0: Switch deals for
1: Black Friday. I'm just having
0: Actually, a there is, which yeah, we'll touch on is. here in a second. Mm-hmm. So, so I'll I'll mention that in a second, but any thoughts on Pokémon Violet and Scarlet before we get to the Black Friday deals?
1: Pokémon was like I I kind of grew out of the Pokémon age as Pokémon was coming out. Do, does that make sense? Do you know what uh-huh. I mean? Uh-huh. I think my sister is more, like, in the top of that pocket than than I was even close to it. As far as games go, you know, I've seen some gameplay and stuff, and it looks amusing. It, it looks fun to play, and that's really all that you ask out of video games is that you be engaging and fun, and uh, it seems to be the way that uh, these games all look, so... Yeah, I'm looking at a Nintendo Switch, but I'm not necessarily looking at it just because of Pokemon, but it would probably be on the list of games that I would consider.
0: Well, I will tell you why. This is finally the year, if you've not already, to get one of the most popular systems of all time in the Nintendo Switch. And I'll tell you that here in a sec. But if you are looking at getting or playing Pokemon Violet or Scarlet this weekend... Please let us know your thoughts, how you're enjoying the game. If it's something that you want to keep on playing, if it's something you're interested in getting, something that you hope you're getting as a holiday gift, please let us know your thoughts on the latest Pokemon hit to hit the switch, Pokemon Violet and Scarlet, Cosmos at Yahoo.com. But my friend, before we head on out, one last thing. It's part one of our Black Friday preview, and you wanted to touch a little bit on the video games, and I will because... We'll start off with the Nintendo Switch because all the major retailers out there are getting the bundles for Nintendo Switch. Nintendo Switch, I believe, has announced over 130 million all-time sales, I believe. It's somewhere in that neighborhood. It's, it's one of the highest all-time. But in order to keep on selling because the lifespan of this is starting to teeter a little bit on the downside of the sales So, in order to try and boost that up for the holiday season, they have packaged right now a Switch with one of the most popular, if not the most popular, game on the platform, Mario Kart 8. Oh, man. For the regular $2.99 price, I believe.
1: Man. All right. That's my big gift this year. I need a pen so I can write it down for Robbie.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just telling you that's right now is, is I mean, you're not going to get it any better than that. You probably won't see a drop in price anytime soon forward, but to get it bundled with Mario Kart eight, which is, I believe the most popular game on the platform. I think it's something that is got to be considered for everyone out there. So please, if you have not gotten a switch, of your the 20 people like Melinda, who have not <laughs> gotten a Nintendo switch as of yet. Now is the absolute time to get it, I assure you, because it is something that I think that everybody's going to enjoy. But yes, getting it packaged with a Nintendo Switch and a Mario Kart 8 is going to be something a lot of people are looking at indeed. But I also wanted to mention that in retaliation, even though it was reported that Xbox is losing 100 to $150 sometimes on every single Xbox S or X that they sell, guess what they're going to do this holiday season as far as the Black Friday sales are concerned? They're dropping the price of their most affordable and best valued console right now in the Xbox Series S. It is dropping from an already good price of $299 to an even better price of $249. So while PlayStation 5 in areas around the world it's going up. Xbox Series S, that price for Black Friday is going down to 249 And that's all yeah. major retailers in the United States.
1: And that, ladies and gentlemen, is how you win the console wars.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, that's, yeah. that's how you
1: do it. Yeah.
0: PlayStation 5 is doing a bundle. You see mm-hmm. Nintendo's doing a bundle. You see Xbox lowering the price on one of their major consoles. They're, you know, just a a great console a great entry console if you're not worried about the 4K end of it and you just want a good resolution and a nice running stream that's all gonna, that's going to play all the modern games i think that the the wars the console wars even though we thought this was an off year for video games i think it's turning out to be at least a decent holiday season for the video game industry
1: yeah it, it could be setting up a heck of an, a year for 2023 we have we don't really know so yeah Uh, hopefully the the let's just get consoles in people's hands is indicative of uh, a lot of big drops next year well i mean we'll see but
0: we'll see we'll see but again i think i'm really liking what i'm seeing because the fact again that they are trying to make it more affordable for the holiday season and see what they can do to try and make it more attractive it's 559 just want to let you know for the playstation 5 console God of War Ragnarok bundle that's the complete one I believe with the disc drive that you can go ahead and get and they have the all digital version the digital only version about $100 less at $459 so that's $559 for the full PlayStation 5 God of War Ragnarok bundle and then the digital edition which has no disc drive that's at $459 so if you're interested it's going to be right there for you again all these players are getting involved with it I know we talked about also as well, if you're in the United States and you are interested in getting a new TV, we talked about, guess what? Even though they've been dropping ads every Monday on some Black Friday surprises, they finally dropped earlier today, as we're recording this, a Black Friday ad. And wouldn't you know, it's got a whopper of a deal. If you're in the mood for a 65-inch television, 228 at Walmart on Black
1: Friday. I mean, you could go 70-inch a 4K LED smart cast smart TV for four hundred and forty-eight dollars. A 70 inch TV. Are you kidding me right now at that price? That's
0: crazy. So what you Holy need to do, smokes. Melinda, you need to yeah. you know actually get Robbie as he's listening to Taylor Swift there in one yep. of the rooms to yep. get him to go ahead and wait in line now and to make sure that he's available to go ahead and do so right. So you know, you gotta get make sure he you get that. You gotta make sure. You gotta make sure
1: yeah i mean i i gotta i got some big i got some big items on the christmas
0: list this year absolutely. So i could see, I I see you just like opening up the door and yelling robbie stop listening to taylor Swift right now you gotta go and head over to walmart
1: 70 <laughs> yeah, inch tvs are on sale
0: <laughs> absolutely absolutely but we're gonna have some more black friday deals with josh and i on the monday show so hopefully listen to that looking forward to our conversation then but Belinda, any last Black Friday or any thoughts on the way out?
1: But Yes. Have you watched any of the Cabinet of Curiosities on Netflix?
0: I've only seen the previews as it comes through my algorithm.
1: Whew. Okay. So we sat down not knowing what it was mm-hmm. when we put them on. And it's it's a bunch of uh, like short films that have been put together by, and I can never pronounce his name properly. I'm
0: sorry. Del Toro? Oh, Benicio Del Toro, who's going to be doing the Pinocchio movie.
1: Yes. One of Josh's favorite directors. He put together a a series of these independent movie directors, and they've all done these short horror films.
0: Mm, Anthology, per se.
1: Yeah. And there's one that takes place basically through a tunnel system underground. I'm not going to tell you too much because I don't want to spoil it. Mm -hmm. But days later, I'm still affected by it. It was terrible because the guy keeps winning he keeps winning and then he keeps winning and then maybe or maybe he doesn't win like it was it was gut-wrenching to watch i'm not a fan of horror we've talked about that a lot um but the way that at least the couple that i've managed to sit down and have time to watch um the way that they've been done and presented um they're um like intriguing horror they're not just scary for the sake of a jump scare like it's it's psychological horror it's uh you know in confined spaces and, and what that would do to you and and uh yeah it's it's really something to watch if you happen to have some time and you uh want to think about something that's going to be in the back of your head for like two weeks oh, <laughs> definitely boy. give cabinets of curiosity <laughs> a chance I've, I've been wait. talking to people oh yeah, I've been talking to people at work about it and they're like, Yeah, it's something else. So yeah. If all if right. all of the saccharine holiday stuff is a little bit too much, that shift of gear is going to be exactly what you need.
0: Also as well, gotta make sure I listen to the Taylor Swift latest album because you never know. I could be like Robbie and find my own room to go ahead and check out her latest songs.
1: Absolutely. You may also find seventy five thousand dollars and be able to sit at the nosebleeds at of one of her shows. Who knows?
0: is true but the tickets may never go on sale so we'll, we'll see that's true so for melinda barkhouse ross this is chiro glass it's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the p c c multiverse we thank you for listening and here's hoping you have yourself
2: a great day